Welcome to Technado with Don Pizzette. Featuring sysadmin expert, Don Pizzette. Security specialist, Daniel Lowry. And Peter. Hello and welcome to Technado with Don Pizzette. I'm your host, Peter Van Rysdam, and I am joined this week by Daniel Lowry. Daniel, how you doing? Hey, how's it going, Peter? I'm good, and <laughs> and I know we we said it's technical with Don Bissett. We will actually have Don a little bit later when we talk about the he news. He almost didn't make it. Yeah, he's going to be here but half he the time. Will be here. Which half Don is better than no Don allegedly. <laughs> with, uh, uh, the technical with some Don Bissett. <laughs> a little bit of <laughs> featuring Don Bissett. <laughs> one third of Don Bissett. But we are joined today by a very special guest. We have Jeff Berman joining us, who is the founder and CEO of Cocoon. Uh, yes, that is the Cocoon web browser. Jeff, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you guys for uh, asking me to be on. It's a pleasure. Yeah, we're glad, glad to have you. And you're probably one of the few guests with better weather than us down there in Southern California. What, what's it like out there today? Well, let's see. Uh, it's like it is almost every day. It's uh, 75 degrees, uh, blue sky, no fire that I can see. Oh, it's the and, fires. Uh, That's what gets you. Yeah, yeah, we get the hurricanes. You get the fires. Uh, but always yeah, something have fires i mean come on you guys there got to be fires all the time around us and usually are i mean today is a clear day but yeah, yesterday just, day, three days ago there was a fire just depends on which way the wind's blowing there you go. all right well let's get to know you a little bit more jeff in our first segment which is rapid fire questions who do you work for what's new who are you what's happening what's wrong with you all right, so Jeff, what we're going to do is we're going to put five minutes on the clock. We're going to ask you a series of questions. If you go a little bit too long, we will buzz you. Um, but don't worry, that, that hasn't happened in years. So uh, let's just go ahead and jump in. I'll ask you the first question. So uh, I'm wondering if you could give us just an overview for the people that have not heard of, of Cocoon Browser before. What, what's it all about? So Cocoon Browser, the first we've, done, we've built actually two browsers so far. The first one was a secure and private browser. And that's been sort of on hiatus for the last year or so as we've been building out a new idea, which is a monetization browser. And the, the idea behind the monetization browser is your data is worth something and you're not getting paid for it. And we thought, well, you should get paid for your data if you want to get paid, because after all, somebody else is using your data and why not you? I like that idea. Yeah, I mean, I always, used, I always used to say, like, I mean, it seems like a back alley deal here. I know data is being exchanged and money is exchanging hands. Why am I not a part of this? So I, I like this idea. So I guess that does uh, beg the question, what kind of data does an average user generate when they're browsing that might be worth something? So it's not just the browsing. It's your movement. I mean, there's a lot of data that, I, you know, it's your, some of the stuff you we wouldn't ever sell, but your medical data. I mean, you just are, you're just a factory of data everywhere you move, whether you know it or not, your phone is actually following you around and collecting the data and selling that data. And to me, it was shocking to know, Hey, all that data of your, your browsing, your, your movement, that's all valuable. And people are, are monetizing that and making money. And I'm like, well, gee, I think the regular user should make some money average everyday person i mean i'm an open book i'll, I'll sell my <laughs> uh, medical data if that gets me a little bit more money but uh, I, i'm curious so what can people do to maximize those earnings because you, you mentioned so you, you've got the mobile version you've got the desktop version so so people out there moving around is that is that the best way to maximize or what what else can you do to uh, increase your potential earnings with cocoon so there's there's a myriad of ways you could for instance if you were if you had time in your hands maybe you want to do surveys you know you could 
and it's not just talking about us. I'm talking about in general. You could actually also monetize um, your your make money off your your going to different gas stations. That's a great way, and particularly with gas prices going the way they are, great way of making some money. You could take uh, your um, laundry your not your laundry your uh, shopping list, and you could actually put that into one of the apps and and get money back for telling people where you go shop and you're buying peanut butter or whatever you're buying. Um, so there's a lots of ways now that your data is valuable. And frankly, people, you know, should take advantage of this. I mean, it's a, a trucker in our, our world, a trucker can make $25, $30 a month on his data, just his driving and people are interested. Well, where's that trucker going? Very interesting, actually. I, I, I find people's movements fascinating as well. So, I, I think this is an interesting concept. Now, yeah. that said, you know, what, what was the impetus behind this? From what I understand, you you were in real estate or maybe still are a little bit. Or what what made you go, you know what, forget real estate where it's at is browsers. <laughs> tell, tell us that. Tell us the five minute story of how you got into doing this. A minute and 43 yeah, seconds. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> this should be, this should be fast <laughs> and quick. So I, I kind of got annoyed with the web and uh, that following me around and being attacked by malware and other things. So I decided, well, you know, maybe maybe a novice should step in. Well, we're all novice at one point. I always talk about my cycling friends. They're all Freds. We're all Freds. A Fred in cycling is a guy who's never ridden a group before, and you're annoyed because he's a Fred. But at one point, Lance was a Fred. Lance Armstrong was a Fred because he rode in his first Peloton. So I decided to get into technology, and we built the first browser, uh, which was a great browser. It's a cloud browser, meaning that everything you did now, it's, you know, times have already caught up to us, was stored in the cloud. So all of your, you know, data was stored. You could access from any device you wanted. And that was our first product. And then I decided, you know what, let's try the monitor. And it's always been about how do we help people? And otherwise, why go into a business? And the real estate business was always about, well, how do I help my tenants? How do we do a better job for them? So the impetus for me has always been, how can we do something better? How can we help people? And um, that's been my trademark, and I've done really well doing that. So, so I know this is a, a Chromium-based browser, and and obviously the the real uh, thing that stands out, obviously, is the ability to make money off of, of off of your data. But is there anything else unique about um, the browser that makes it stand out? Um, no, not really. I mean, that we we are working with Yahoo to to add Yahoo in uh, to make it more private, maybe a little fairer in its research in its searches. Uh, and I think you guys maybe even read this morning that some of the big companies are taking advantage of us uh, by serving their own ads that are promoting themselves. And once again, I, I, I don't think that's fair. And we should, I'm hoping that, that the uh, legislation goes through. It looks like it might. So nice. Well, uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of a way that I can, take the phone and strap it to some migratory animal uh, and, and see how much I can make. Like if there's like a, a gray wolf. That, yeah. Um, yeah. This we'll one. catch you. If you do the jet thing, we, we can catch that. If you, if I do what? The jet thing. Yeah. You know, you get in a jet and you fly 3000 miles. Huh. You probably won't get the 3000 miles. Oh, You'll notice that. that. Oh shoot. Yeah. That will notice. But if you drive, I mean, literally we have truck drivers that do, 12, 14,000 miles a month, and they're making $30. So I mean, what I should do is stock my local truck drivers and slap to these to the underside of their truck. 
<laughs> Slap some phones there. I'm good to yeah, go. You can get a cheap money. phone, cheap Android. <laughs> yeah. Toss it up under the. Or right. every time, guys, and you'll right. be making a you'll you know you'll be making a fortune. Go boy, glad we entered that Jeff Brevent guy. Yeah. Well, if I do the jet thing, you should report me to the FAA because I'm supposed to turn my phone off. I'm pretty yeah, sure. That's oh, true. They'll get mad. All right. Well, we want to uh, while we got you here, get into something. Uh, we kind of talk about this this data, uh, the value of this data, a little bit more in our next segment. What grinds my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? This Lindsay Lohan. You know what really grinds my gears? You, America. We now go to Peter for You Know What Really Grinds My Gears. All right, thank you. So uh, I understand what grinds your gears is the value of this data. And I feel like as a you know an, an outsider, I know, hey, your, your data has value. Your data is being sold everywhere. But there's no metric to me of... of what that value is like there's not uh, an index i can look at and just say oh today um, my, my data's up two points but so so what surprised you about it about the value of your data and what upsets you about that so the it, this is upsetting to me the data has no rhyme or reason what the it's not like a stock market where you can go on and you go oh well you know you traveled 30 miles so it, this is the value it's set by the buyers of the data and I'll be darned if I can actually figure out we are getting paid a certain price for that data and we pass on 70% to our users. But it's, it's, it is annoying that you can't, the, you, you can't really get like, you can't go to the market and go, well, today the data is worth, you know, $23 and yesterday was worth 22 and just it's the sale of the market. It just doesn't work like that. And this is really new. I mean, there's only a few of us companies that have jumped in the space. And so we're all just kind of learning about the value of data and how do you, you know, how do you make it bulk valuable? Your individual data is valuable, but so is the bulk. And it's just, it's complicated, messy uh, world in there. Do you, do you see that, that value change periodically? And, and if so, is it what daily, weekly, yearly? Like, how often do you have to renegotiate these deals? Or, or is there just a price that you've agreed on and, and, and that's what the data is worth? Well, you're always surprised because sometimes they tell you, oh, well, I agreed on this price, but if you read the contract, we don't have to pay you that price. So it's, it, in that sense, it's a little difficult. Um, you know, we're always trying for our customer to get the best price we can. I mean, that's my job is to see what, what we can do for you because we'll, we'll profit along with you. That That's what I like about what we've built, by the way. It's we profit when you profit. We don't, if you don't use it, you know, we don't make any money. We don't get to go sell that without you. I mean, that's just the way it is with us. And um, so it's a little helter skelter as to the value. We have a set price right now um, and, uh, and, and users are pretty happy. We see the stickiness doing really well. People, you know, they're making five, 10, $15 a month and they're pretty happy with that. Is there any way to artificially inflate the price of my data, <laughs> like control the market? <laughs> I'm looking to game the system here. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can game the system. We have guys that are gaming the system where they've been to, you know, 44 million pages in one month. <laughs> Uh, they're not going to get paid on the 44 million pages because we know yeah. how many pages you and you physically could do in a month. I mean, that 44 million. I take uh, it that's all in the contract. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> my, yeah, the terms of service. My, yeah. my roommate in college, I remember there was a, a site that would pay you 
um, for how long you were using the computer because it, it would show different ads in your browser. Right. And he, he downloaded one of those things that would just move your mouse every yeah. minute or so. And, and uh, that didn't last that long. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I'm curious that, that that value being, you know, lower than than you expected. Do you think that's just a an issue of there is so much data being generated right now by so many people every single day that that, you know, it's flooded the market and, and uh, supply outweighs demand or, or what do you think the, the reason is? Yeah, I think, I think that's part of it. I, I is also part, how many people you have. So the more people that you bring on, the more that data is actually worth, the more you're going to get. So it's a matter of, you know, bringing more and more users on finding ways. And it's kind of a full push. It's a difficult situation because, um, your users want to make a lot of money, and if they don't see they're making a lot of money, then they disappear, and you got to go out and buy more users. So it it's it's a tricky business. I I like it because I like to see people getting paid for their data, and I think that's the the takeaway for me is you can go totally private, and we can talk about that in a couple of minutes, or you can take your data and at least get paid for it. I mean, to me, it's just it's almost highway robbery that you're not getting paid for that data and you're putting it all out and somebody's profiting, they're getting a hundred percent of something that you should be getting. I mean, Andrew Yang and I have had a couple of long discussions, the guy who ran for mayor yeah, now. Yeah. The president. Yeah. We've had a couple long discussions with his team and him about that data belonging to you. Now, do you get, um, because browsers can run in your mobile device or on your desktop or laptop. Do you get more money if it's on a mobile device because it's getting better? Like you say, like if I'm Location traveling data, around, yeah. so yeah. is that, so yeah, I, you're, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, and the, and the, 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 be honest with you guys, the, the browsing data, we haven't figured out the, the full model yet. Mm. That is, it's, we're not getting, we, we need a lot more customers to really understand that. So we're paying nominal amount of money, what we're getting paid. But the real true right now value is in that movement data. So as you, if you take our app, and by the way, we will be, I'm hoping within the next few days, we'll actually have released iOS. Right now we just have Android, uh, but we're waiting to get our final approval for iOS. And you can try it out for yourself. And you know, if you, I do maybe two or three dollars or four dollars a month. Well, it's not a lot of money, but it's it's worth something to me. Yeah, it's 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 more money than you had before. As, my, you as, my, as my pappy used to say, that money is just as good in my pocket as it is and, theirs. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's it's so easy. What we've done is we've set it up so it's a PayPal account. So you huh. put your PayPal account in, and then monthly we just we write you the check and we put it in your account, and it's cash. Wow, wow you're that's not, easy. You're not you're not dealing with Bitcoin. You're not dealing with because my premise. I love Bitcoin. I love that where it's going. But I, uh, some lady in Nebraska is not going to understand how to sure. how to do Bitcoin. Yeah, you're, you open yourself up to a bigger market if you're able to use "quote unquote" real money. Yeah, <laughs> at this point, <laughs> that people understand. So uh, I want to ask if people are are you know ready to check this out and uh, and interested in in making some money off of their data. Uh, what what's how do they get started? Where do they find the browser? So for Android, it's uh, uh, trycocoon.com. And that's downloadable right now. And you'll see when you start messing around with it, you'll see that there's literally you can track every 24 hours. We update. We we don't get the we don't get real time, but we update what your earnings were. And so you can actually track along. And you'll see, you know, one day I went to the to the grocery store and came home and made you know one tenth of a penny. 
Next day, I drove to see grandma who was 300 miles away and I made, you know, 50 cents. And so you'll actually see that, that we wanted to make sure that people could see that their movement was making money. And then, of course, we have guys that are underwater doing 12,000 miles in the day and they've got a submarine or something and they're making, you know, 30, uh, 70 dollars. Yeah. But we don't pay those guys that are in the submarines that are doing <laughs> 12,000 miles because we know that they can't really do that. Yeah, you don't get a lot of great location data from, yeah. uh, I was in the, the trench in the middle yeah, of the yeah, ocean. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not wait, too helpful. Wait, could you imagine, uh, how about, uh, how about we should have done this with, uh, that would have been a great gimmick to do this with, uh, with uh, uh, Star Trek guy. Oh, William uh, Shatner. Yeah. Really? I should have, we should have put, well, we should have had him go in the space. Now, and I, did, I, I don't know that it, that altitude has really impacted in GPS data. He's in the same spot. He's just a lot higher than he was. So he probably moved like 15 feet over to the west. He's in the same room. <laughs> so yeah, he uh, moved one iota, but he went up and yeah. down. And he only went 60. He only went how many miles up? 60 miles? Yeah, something so like far. that. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the we didn't low. get paid much anyway, so maybe that. Was, <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. see. He came down and he goes, he looks at me and goes, I only, I only did three cents. Yeah. It's worth it in the advertising for yeah. Cocoon. How, yeah. how much was the fuel cost for this? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. well, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. But if he had been browsing Amazon. That Greta Thunberg's going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> if he had been browsing Amazon in the uh, in the browser as opposed to in the app while he was up there, he maybe would, would get a little bit more. Yeah. 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 So, so, so if uh, uh, you had mentioned that you had the the cloud version of the browser, the, the private version, not the one that paid you, but the one that basically didn't collect or store any of your information. Is, is that coming back? Is that something we can look out for soon? Yeah, that's we're, we're changing the dynamics a little bit of that. We're moving towards, a, I don't know if you guys know, the DuckDuckGo model, the Brave model. Uh, we're moving towards that. We should be, I'm, I'm hoping by the end of the year or the first of next year, we'll have that out. Um, it, it will be interesting to see. We haven't quite decided who our buyer or who our buyer, we don't have a buyer, but who our users are going to be. And, and we think one of the areas that is interesting to us is the news feeds, the center right. Um, you know, what kind of feed do you want? What do you want to see out of your browser? I, I don't know if you guys realize that you're, all the browsers are being censored. And uh, I, I take homage to censoring. I think I'm a kind of guy that thinks that, I mean, I don't think everything should be said. I don't think everything that you think should come out of your mouth. That's for <laughs> sure. But um, I, I, I sure would like to make sure that we remain a free country and, you know, we can speak our minds. And I think most of us want that. Uh, and so the browser and search engine will be eventually building our own search engine. But that's, you know, that's in the future. But, cool? So, yeah, that's that's kind of in the works. And uh I was just, in fact, in a meeting with about that two minutes before we uh, we came on. Yeah, I use this North Korean browser. You can only get to four websites. Man, it really sucks, doesn't it? It's got four four sites, but they're great yeah, sites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all about. Million, he paid his fifty million dollars to do four sites. Yeah, I know, and it's all about him. <laughs> yeah, one guy is buying my data. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kim so Jong something. He's, he's going to back the crypto. No, the we let's talk about the 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 the, the future. Yeah. I, I actually like the crypto coin future. And I'll tell you why. It's it's not what you would think. It's it's more of a of a fact that it becomes a commodity and that you can trade the commodity. So let's You're saying you crypto want, as a way to raise to raise finances instead of going to venture capitalists and things like that. 
Yeah, and and I like it. First of all, I like the idea of creating a currency that you can go trade, right? You can make money off of, you can, today it's worth this amount, maybe tomorrow it's worth more, maybe maybe it's worth less, hopefully not. Uh, I, I like that, I think it's pretty cool. It's obviously pretty advanced for most people, but the, you know, Bitcoin's making some advances yeah. in the world. You see this all the time now. Uh, I watched the baseball game the other day, it was brought to you by one of the crypto companies. So. <laughs> obviously people are getting used to the idea and learning about it but what i like the most about it is the fact that if you go to invest in a company and i'm not saying you know we or anybody but what i like about it is you're not stuck if you invest in a company you could be stuck three to five years and and you know that's sometimes rough you have some money in there and then you feel like no i need to sell and you know i have i have investors come to me who've been in in cocoon and saying, well, when are we going to go public? And I want to sell. And you say, you know, there's not a real market for this and it's kind of a downer. And so one sure. of the things that's nice about crypto is you know, if you want to go sell it, you could. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. And, and cocoon coin just, it's got the alliteration <laughs> yeah. there. It's, it's ready to go. It's built in. Well, Jeff, we really want to thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. It's it's uh, it's an interesting model and something that uh, you know that, that we hadn't really thought of. So appreciate you uh, you joining us today and hey, telling us great, all about it. Great, uh, great to trade stories with you and, uh, and 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 get a chance to talk to your listeners. For sure. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jeff. And stay tuned, everybody. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with Don. We're going to talk about the news from this week coming up on TechNated with Don Pizzetti. This is Kevin. He's studying online for a Microsoft certification and using another online IT training service. He's also on his second pot of coffee today to stay awake. And this is Kyle. He's also studying Microsoft but using IT Pro TV. Rather than watching a boring voiceover PowerPoint, he's actually enjoying the training with two hosts in an interactive format. Both Kevin and Kyle have access to virtual labs and practice tests, but Kyle can also get help through a live chat with other IT Pro TV members and his instructors, as well as post to a Q&A forum. He can even search for exactly what he's looking for in the interactive video transcripts, all while paying less than Kevin. Oh, and Kyle can also watch in comfort via Roku app. Kevin and Kyle are both learning IT. But Kyle is enjoying the journey. Want to be more like Kyle? Here the plans to start your IT Pro TV membership today. All right, welcome back to TechNATO with Don Pizzette. And speak of the devil, we have found Don Pizzette. Don, how you doing? I am doing great, ready to jump off to the airport as soon as we're done here. So a uh, weird schedule for me. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And still Daniel. Yeah, tell me. <laughs> sorry, everyone. Same old day. I wish I was better. I'm sorry. Yeah, we do too. <laughs> yeah, we do too. Viewers, everyone. That's something we can all agree on. <laughs> all right. Well, we've got a lot of news to get to, and there's uh, there's some breaking news, something that just happened the day before we filmed this, another big Apple announcement. Didn't we just have an Apple announcement? You yeah. mean the 14 yeah. zero days they've been having? So, well, there's that announcement that they don't bring the PR team out. <laughs> no, they let, let me read the headline here for this one. This one's from ArsTechnica.com. Uh, Apple intros 14 and 16-inch MacBook Pros with display notches, M1 Pro, and M1 Max display notches that that one's not a feature. You know, well, they they position it that way uh, <laughs> as Apple tends to do with things like 
hey, our laptop doesn't have a touchscreen. <laughs> that's, that's a feature. Yeah, like, yeah. Fingerprint-free screen. <laughs> Do you hate touchscreens? Yeah. We've upgraded yeah. our laptop to have less touchscreen than any other. I like, I like how Don gets around that by just getting the iPad Pro and uh, keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, look at that. Touchscreen iPad, yeah, baby. I fixed I, it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I so did the, the thing you should be doing. The last <laughs> announcement was about watches and devices yeah. and things. And this one is about computers and uh, new computers on the, the Mac or on the Apple Silicon. So what do we got here, Don? Well, so the, the reason they spread these announcements out is, one, it's a lot of new stuff, right? So they did announce several new things. But the other reason is this week they're announcing new Android phones. Uh, that's going to happen, I believe, today, if you're listening to this the day it releases. Uh, so Apple needs to get a little bit of PR. So that, that's why they spread this out is to overlap with other people's events. Uh, but the big part of the event yesterday was their new laptops, right? They, they announced some new AirPods and HomePods and junk that people don't use. Uh, but the, the new MacBooks are kind of the big deal. And there have been a ton of rumors that I'll say I did not believe, but darned if they weren't all pretty spot on. Uh, so the new MacBooks are really interesting because in the past, they always tout new features like, hey, we've got Thunderbolt 4 or this new resolution on the screen and so on. But this time, it was the most bizarre announcement ever. And, you know, let, let's, let's pretend here for a moment, because uh, did either of you watch the Apple event? I did not. Okay. So, <laughs> That's a, is that a rhetorical question? I, I did watch it. Uh, and, I, and I'll tell you, I'm, I am using my iPad today, but normally I'm on my Lenovo laptop. So I'm, you know, fairly uh, vendor brand neutral. Yeah. yeah, vendor agnostic. But if we just dropped the Apple name and pretended like this was an announcement from another vendor, like let's say this is a Lenovo announcement, okay? okay? You are going to be so excited by our new Lenovo, the, the best Lenovo laptop that's ever been manufactured. I just got chills. Better than any other Lenovo. Ooh. And let me tell you some of the features. We've added an HDMI port to our laptop. <laughs> Brace yourself. Oh, man. And I'm not talking about a micro HDMI or mini. It's a full-size HDMI port ready to plug into your latest and greatest Don, technology Don, devices. I, I wish I would have worn my helmet because you just blew my mind. Yeah, amazing. And <laughs> Oh, it doesn't stop there. On this latest, newest Lenovo. I've only got one more sound effect. So. A memory card slot. Ooh. You can plug an SD card in the side. You spoil me, sir. Uh, hey, if you are cutting edge, do you have a digital camera? Oh, yeah, uh, I do, actually. How, how in the past have you possibly ever been able to read pictures off of that? Well, I, I haven't. I've just had to look at it in the camera. Throw yeah. it away. Yeah, yeah it's I'm awkward, isn't throw it? Throw it away. Yeah. Uh, but now we have an SD card side in. And you know what? We had a power adapter in our Lenovo's five, seven years ago hmm. that people really liked that we got rid of. Well, you know what? We're bringing it back. Oh, no, you're not. We're bringing it back. The, oh. The, the magnet one? Yeah. And the, so if we you. We talked about that last week. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So anyhow, from any other vendor, it's the most ridiculous, dumbest presentation on the planet. But from Apple, it's amazing. So you, the, you know what it is? Is that every company, every other company started kind of like going the way of Apple because, you know, oh, we got to follow Apple. They're the trend maker. And they went, ah, crap. Everybody's starting to be like us. What can we do different? We'll be like them. Yeah. All the things that <laughs> yeah. they just went away from. <laughs> well, in, in, in Apple's defense, I don't think they're trying to be like other people here. Yeah. They're, they're going back to what was successful, and they've realized that if they're going to put pro on the name of a laptop, they need to think about professionals. And So honestly, I would say I think that this is a good move by Apple, right? I think that uh, to see them, people are complaining. They want these features. They were not getting these features. They kept running away from these features. And finally they said, hey, I think we're making a problem here. It's We should listen to our customer base and give the people what they want. And they did. 
that that to me says, okay, Apple, now now you're starting to to garner my attention. All right, so the the MagSafe adapter is back. Okay. Love it. That's good. Everybody yes. loves that, oh, right? Yeah. Uh, you can get 32 and even 64 gigs of RAM in models. Ooh. Again, it not huh. it's something you can do on any other vendor, right? But, yeah, but right. No, Apple but, allows you to. So, uh, so there's that. It's still got that sweet Touch Bar, right? Touch Bar is gone. What? Oh, heck yes. The Touch what? Bar, which Touch Bar totally sucked. So my my last MacBook, right? We made sure I do not want the one yeah, with the Touch yeah. Bar on it. And it added three hundred dollars to the price of the laptop to for something that you weren't even going to use. Yeah. So so that's gone. So really, I I think the the way they should have named this event should have been we fixed our mess ups. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and so now they've returned to basically the MacBook from five years ago. Right. But, but with better specs. It does have the new M1 Pro or M1 Max processors, nice. which are really fast. Uh, the extra memory. It is unified memory. Mm-hmm. So your video, uh, like if you allocate six gigabytes of video RAM, that's coming out of your regular memory. Oh, okay. Um, so there is that. But, uh, but I, I think it's actually a really solid entry in their, their laptop environment. And it's something they shouldn't have changed five years ago so now it's kind of like going back in time i mean what it what why why was my big complaints right they took away all my ports they yep. made it right mm-hmm. it was it was not, not a good of a, as a driving experience as what it used to be and that's why i'm on a lenovo now but now i wish i'd have done a budgetary yeah. item but so what am i gonna do so my big question <laughs> then is what do i do with this piece of crap you gave me like two months ago uh sucks for you Touch yeah. more. three years from now come to me yeah and we'll uh <laughs> and you'll have the you know it'll be the current gen you'll you'll be on the bleeding edge I'll be g- when they go back to no ports again. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, true that's can you get somebody's refurb <laughs> thank you so much apple yeah a little late all right, our next article comes to us from Tom's Hardware, and this is basically the opposite of uh, an Apple computer that you cannot repair um, or, or modify. Framework starts marketplace for its DIY laptop, and this looks like something that uh, is actually pretty cool, that you can kind of build your own device and uh, like you build a, a, a desktop PC. Yeah. Yep. So this is the third time we've talked about framework here on the podcast. And uh, usually over the years, there have been many modular projects that have kind of come out of the woodworks and they've all failed, every one of them. Right. (laughs) Uh, But the framework guys have actually managed to pull this off. So they are actually selling laptops that you can buy right now that are easy to take apart. You can replace any piece inside of them and all the ports are modular. So if you want one HDMI port or two HDMI ports, you can do that. If you want all USB-C, you can do that. You, you, know, you pick and choose the ports that you want on it, which is really cool. Well, uh, Razer, the gaming laptop mm-hmm. company, they released a upgradable laptop the other year. But then within one year, they'd cancel it and you can't upgrade it, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that's what I'm used to. So I've kind of been reserved on Framework. Well, they just opened up their marketplace. So you can go to the Framework website and you can now buy pieces. And when I say pieces, I mean every single piece. You want to replace the speakers, you can do that. You want to replace the battery, you can do that. Uh, if you want to replace the motherboard, maybe you bought the i5 model and you decide you want the i7 instead, you can buy the new motherboard to drop in there. They're actually making good on their promises on this. Every single piece is replaceable. It's all labeled. It's extremely easy to fix. Uh, if you've scratched up your case, you can buy a new case. They're they're delivering on that promise. And I had to say, I it's time for me to get a new laptop. Mine's yeah. three years old. 
and that's that's a rotation I'm on. Uh, and I, I'm kind of torn because the the new MacBooks are really nice, but the framework laptop is really nice. As so well. I was gonna say the exact same thing. Like for my next laptop, I was hard looking at framework because I'm like I'm getting that uh, aluminum style body. It's all upgradable. I can change out. I can get any different modular you know ports that I like, so I can just configure it the way I need it for that specific day, and then change it as I need. I really like that idea. Oh man, but. Um, now that those MacBooks, it's yeah. like it's a real tough toss-up. But the M1s are super fast, and being able to get 64 gigs of memory, it's like. So I could do I could do all VGA. Uh, you know, I don't know if they have a VGA. Well, I card doubt highly. That Probably they not. Have a VGA yeah. Card. You know what? You know, send it to their R and D. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I mean, for some things, obviously, you have to take the cover off and and get in into there. Yeah. But uh, for things like the ports, are those like hot swappable? Like you could have a couple in your bag for yeah. extra yeah. things. So these little modules that you pop in and out. And they even have ones that have like 512 gigs of storage. So it's like adding oh, wow. a hard drive. But instead of an external hard drive, it's kind of yeah, it's plugged in. Time. Yeah, it's, it's neat. It's yeah, cool. Like uh, it. My reservations on it, apparently Linux support is not perfect. There's a couple little things mm. that are, are iffy. Uh, but also, I have no idea how loud the fans are. Mm. And We had that with them. those System 76 yep, suckers. They yep. sounded like they were jump jets. You can just take them out. Fan noise. So fan noise is a big deal for us because we record. I think for mm-hmm. a lot of people, it's maybe not a big deal. But I, nobody likes having a fan running. No. Yeah. Now I will say though, like Ronnie's MacBook, that joke because some of the stuff he does, it will spin those fans. But I, I can hear it. Oh, this one too. Oh, yeah. Because I'll, I mean, I'll export videos and things in Premiere, and 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 it'll get going. We're yeah. like, is it taking off? It yeah. might be taking off. Peter, is yours, yours is still an Intel though, right? Not an M1. Uh, yes, correct. I bet the M1 silent. So, so I did see some like upgrades when it comes to the M1 because it ha- not only has there been apparently some fan talk around the water cooler, but the heat. Like they get oh, they really, get hot. they get super hot, but you can um, uh, open them up, and there's like some thermal like padding that you can put in on top of those pieces. Hmm. I don't know if it's in the pro, but I do know that they you can do that in the air, and then it makes a big difference. Like well, well, it helps transfer the heat better from the chip to the aluminum body, dispersing it, making a giant heat sink. Oh yeah, and dispersing it even better so it doesn't burn your legs and stuff. Right? Can you, can you find a way to harness that heat back into energy? It does get you pretty can hot. Power your your laptop back off uh, of its own heat. You know, it, it is interesting because uh, <laughs> they, they talk about how efficient it is power wise. That was a big part of the Apple announcement. Yeah. But anytime you have an electronic device that gets hot, that's inefficient use of energy. That's wasted right. energy. So yeah, it would be nice if you could turn it into something useful. Yeah. yeah. Toaster. A toaster. Yeah. Like I said, ramen cooker. <laughs> well, I will be interested to see if at least one of you gets one of those. We can we can maybe do a little bit of uh, a video on that and see what it looks like. We should like make West get one. <laughs> they're they're reasonably priced. To get it. I, I'm, I'm on the fence. I have to decide uh, you know, which one to get. I You're yeah. coming from the Lenovo? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which I, I love A lot of us are running Lenovo's right now. Yeah. I think Ronnie's the only one, right, that's running a MacBook at this point? I think so. Uh, yeah. Interesting. But anyhow, we'll keep an eye out. All right. Our next article is from omgubuntu.co.uk, where all the kids talk about Ubuntu. Uh, and, the, and they are in this, in this article, updated, Ubuntu 21.10 released, and this is what's new. And Don, uh, everything you hoped it would be and more? Uh, you know, sadly it wasn't. Uh, it's October, and Ubuntu releases a new version every April and October, this one's a little special, though, because this is the last release before the next LTS version. So in 
April of 2022. So in other words, the 22.04 release, that'll be the next LTS version. And the LTS is long-term support. That's a big deal because if you're using Ubuntu in a corporate environment, in a business, or you just want your system to be more stable, you run the LTS versions. So the version that comes out right before an LTS is kind of a... Uh, I want to say like a bellwether or a litmus mm. test of, of what the what the next LTS version is going to be. And there were several features they were working on to get into this release that they ended up having to punt on. Mm. So there was supposed to be a whole new installer that was available that was supposed to be really slick. Uh, that ended up getting punted. Although they did release some new uh, uh, compression technology that's supposed to make the install happen a lot faster than it used to, but it's still not the the newer, easier installer. Uh, there were a handful of other features that just didn't get rolled in. So this is turning out to be a pretty lightweight update. Mm. And that usually means that we're not going to see any breaking technologies in the next LTS version, anything like exciting and, and cutting edge. That could change. We got six months, uh, but it's just unlikely that if they couldn't get the installer ready for a short-term support, I don't think they're going to have it ready for the long-term. Well, that's a shame. Um, but, you know, it's that dev, right? You got to... They're, they're trying to do what they can. Yeah. I, I want to give them some credit there for at least continually to develop and try to give you new stuff. It's just sometimes that junk don't work out, right? Um, I did like that. I was talking to you about this, Don, that uh, we're getting more support for multi-touch gestures, which can be a bit of a, a bear yeah. when it comes to your Linux laptops uh, with getting really nice multi-touch gestures. So I'd be interested in seeing how that was, how that developed and what, uh, uh, hopefully an increased experience because I hate that when it don't work. And I'm not that I can't use keyboard shortcuts, but you know, multi-touch gestures are nice. Yeah, and that was actually another thing they kind of had to back off of is it's going to be running GNOME uh, version 40. Oh, right. Uh, version 41 is out, but they've kind of punted on that. So it'll be GNOME 40, which does give some things like the the touch support. Mm. Uh, I think there's a like a changed way of switching virtual desktops and things, too. So Ooh. you will see some changes. Yeah, yeah. But but that's that's basically it. So not not groundbreaking. My favorite part is this name because I know they do the alliterative uh, animal names <laughs> for the uh, for theirs, and this one is Impish Injury. I had to look up what an injury. I just was. did. Oh, you did. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, any guesses, sort of, Daniel? Uh, it's like an impala or an antelope or something. No, it is uh, also called the babacoto, <laughs> one of the largest living lemurs. A lemur. Yep. Oh, really? Uh, and it's yeah. a tree lemur, like I, a, It like always a seemed like they like to use like um, some type of deer, hmm. uh, right? It, it just always that was the one that stick into my head. That was, it was a like phase. a very deerish. Yeah. Yeah. Well, focal fossa. That fossa is basically like a hunting cat, isn't it? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Tells you how much I pay attention to this stuff. But this one, I just get the two, the three that sound like a deer to me. This one is impish, though. That, that's Daniel's, Daniel's security model. He only installs ones that, that yeah, are, that you know, sound like a deer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. That checks out. Hey, hadn't failed me yet. He's getting studly stag. You should submit that. They're going that's down the cool. alphabet, though, right? They go. Yeah. Okay. Oh, are they? Yeah. Hmm. Now we got to make guesses about what the next one will be. I just call it Ubuntu. <laughs> <laughs> These jackalope names something. they get. Yeah. The jerky jackalope. <laughs> <laughs> Jerk of a jackalope. Frenetic fawn. <laughs> All right. Our next article, uh, somebody messed up somewhere. So this one is Doe. 
All right, we got this one from ZDNet.com. Global Azure Outage knocked out virtual machines, other VM-dependent services. A nearly eight-hour outage affected Azure users globally who were using Windows VMs and services dependent on them. Another week, another outage, and... Uh, I mean, so so what exactly caused this, or do we know that yet? Yep, so this, this outage wasn't nearly as bad as, like, the Facebook outage, where mm -hmm. a bad BGP update ended up taking their entire network offline, or some of the other outages that we've seen recently. This one, the, the headline's a little misleading, because the outage didn't actually knock out anything. Uh, basically, when you spin up a virtual machine on Azure, and, and same thing on AWS and the others, they have these metadata servers that are running on the back end that are all controlled by the provider. So in this case, controlled by Microsoft. And when your VM comes up, it has to pull some of that metadata from that back end server to know information about like how much memory it has and what region it's in and where its IP is coming from and, and really critical stuff. Well, Microsoft pushed out an update to their own back end server and downed it. Right. Hmm. So that's what got knocked out, I suppose. But if you had virtual machines or services that were running in Azure, they stayed online and accessible. The whole world was able to get there. But during the outage, which lasted for several hours, if you tried to spin up a new Azure VM, it would not come up. So it wasn't a matter of knocking something out. It was a matter of just not being able to bring up new things. So that, that caused two effects. So one, you couldn't bring up new services. And two, you couldn't scale out existing clusters. So if you started getting heavy load, you couldn't add more nodes to your cluster to, to be able to make up for it, uh, which caused some websites to have performance issues and maybe even become unavailable because of the extra traffic. So uh, what it does highlight, though, is that, and I, I think I mentioned this before with Facebook, like these companies are spending the most amount of money on their technology of anyone in the entire world. And they still have little outages like these. So don't feel bad if you ever down your network for an hour or two. <laughs> You're right in there with Microsoft and the gang. Raise your hand if you've ever done that. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we all have yeah. at some point. I'm sure I've done it. I I'm didn't sure know it, I'm sure. I, I, <laughs> I opened that email. Yeah. My bad. Dang it. My bad. Peter. So, I mean, is it still, it comes down to user error? Uh, in, in this human. case, yes, yeah, so it was human error on Microsoft's part, though. Yeah. So this yeah. wasn't like caused by customers. They right dosed now. their we've own got, clients. We've got to figure <laughs> out a way to get these humans out of the equation. Oh, they're working on it. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah don't worry. Yeah, Azure has come up with its own thing. Yeah, so you'll own nothing it. and you'll be happy. Skynet. <laughs> yeah. Skynet is coming. That's it. I, I've, I've been actually watching the, um, I don't know if you ever watched the series. Was, I think it came out in the mid-2000s, which was the... Sarah Connor Chronicles, the Terminator series. I never watched it, but I do recall it. So yeah, just watching the development of Skynet and you know, like, oh, it's like a prequel that, kind of thing. Uh, well, uh, no, it's not a prequel. Or I guess it would be after. Yeah, it was kind of in, in the, the middle, past, right? Because so, because yeah. John Connor was already born. He, he was like a um, you know an elder teenager uh, during that time. Very interesting series. It was on. It's on Hulu. So I wonder how realistic. Like, did they? They they did a Kickstarter and crowdfunded the money <laughs> yeah. to create Skynet yeah. and <laughs> yeah yeah well it was funny because it, it was all about creating AI and it's a lot of really interesting like terminologies that are seem to be pretty correct yeah. uh, around that creating Turks and things of that nature and yeah uh, getting all the AI stuff going on so uh, it's fun to know a bit about that and then to see it put into so it really captured me on that stuff and of course there's Big metal robots killing people. Yeah. Sure. How, is the, how is this a bad plan? Right? Yeah. That's a <laughs> formula for success right there. Every time. <laughs> All right. It's time now for my favorite segment of the week Behind Bars. Break the law and you'll go to jail. 
Is this your favorite segment because you miss jail? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good times. Good times. Yeah. Right? Hey, uh, <laughs> you know, a cot and three square meals, that's that's the dream. Not cooking. <laughs> that's the dream. Not man. doing dishes. Good friends. That's right. Really good friends. <laughs> good friends. Like really, yeah, really, really close good friends. friends. Straight a bond. Yeah. All right. This one comes to us from WFLA because, of course, it happened in Florida where Florida woman. No, not Florida man. Florida no, it's supposed woman. to be Iowa woman, right? Or some Ohio woman. Yeah. That's the thing. It's always Florida man and oh, Ohio, Ohio woman. woman. Yeah. yeah. When they get together. Oh, <laughs> Meth ensues. They make Florida woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Florida woman hacked flight system, cleared planes with maintenance issues to fly, police say. And uh, I, I just love her mugshot on this uh, page at WFLA. It looks like, because there's a watermark, it looks like she has a, a, like a really cool head? beard. <laughs> no, no, like a like a beard, the beard with no, like. She looks like she has no eyebrows head. either. Yeah, well, that was meth. That was oh, in the lab. The meth. <laughs> right, just a... You know, a bad small explosion a bad in the lab. Yeah. yeah, lost those brows. I took care of that. But uh, um, so this is not. I, when I saw the headline, I thought like she'd hacked into you know the FAA's flight control systems, and this was more software that's used at a at a small airport to say whether or not yeah. planes are good to go mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. You know, this is our standard kind of clickbait sensationalism in the headline, but that doesn't take away from the fact that we actually did have a cybersecurity incident here, right? So uh, what had happened was there was a, a small airport that did flight lessons. And so they had a lot of training airplanes, you know, little Cessnas, Piper Cubs, things like that. And, uh, you know, students would come and, and rent the airplanes to go and get their hours to get their pilot's license. Well, there was a father and daughter team that worked there and something happened with the father. They didn't really go into details on it, but he got fired. And so the, the daughter was not very happy about that. And so decided to take a little workplace revenge. She logged into their management software. So she had valid credentials for it because she did work there. And then she started messing around with things. So she did things like taking out of service planes and flagging them as available for flight, which is just a is like reckless endangerment. Kind of dangerous. Yeah. 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 I mean that could be attempted murder depending on how far it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Man yeah. too this, at least. This plane right? doesn't even have a propeller, but they say it's good to go. Yeah, so. get it on the strip there, boys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not an attorney, but I don't think they can do attempted murder because you would have no. to show that like she Intent. knew who was going who was, to be yeah, in the plane. Right. Uh, you get maybe third degree. Negligent right? homicide. Yeah, negligent homicide. Yeah. Well I wouldn't even say it's negligent homicide because she did something specifically like that yeah, wasn't you, an accident. Yeah, it would have to be like a manslaughter charge. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, but anyhow, she she got in and did a lot of bad stuff, right? Yeah. And uh, the owner of the the flight school started noticing some problems the next day. He saw one plane that he knew was flagged for maintenance, and it was cleared for flight. Uh, and so he started looking, and that's when they found all this stuff that was wrong. Uh, they were able to quickly trace it back to the daughter. Uh, turns out she was still using her dad's credentials though to get in, which. That means that's bad offboarding, right? Yes. When you terminate an employee, you've got to disable the credentials. That didn't happen here. But we need Billy's login to get into all these systems, man. I'm, I can't just yeah, disable it's probably them. just the admin password. Uh, or, yeah. Or uh, well, Don and I have seen that happen. Yeah. So, where it's yeah. like everybody in the company has domain has admin one, creds. Yeah. So they so they went to Sadly, the, they yeah. went to the dad, and then and then he he ratted out the daughter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> basically. <laughs> Basically, yes, yes, and uh, I told you about this, honey. <laughs> so, yep. So she got arrested, and you know, it just shows that 
computers, you know, we use them each and every day. We don't really think about it a lot, but there are things we can do in a computer that could actually kill a person in real life. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is an example of it. You know, hospital systems are another example. You change somebody's dosage or medication and all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're dead a few days later. So uh, so this is a pretty big one. I, I'm, I'm glad that she was arrested. She'll go to court, you know, get her, her time to, to prove her innocence uh, or wait. Innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, innocent until proven guilty. They'll, they'll right. prove her guilt. You have to uh, prove her guilt. They have to prove her Absolutely. guilt. There we go. So, uh, so she'll have her, her chance to present her case. And we'll see where it goes. But as a reminder to all of you, if an employee is terminated, even on great terms, right? Yes. Just say that you, you had a great relationship with them. They're going off to school. They're moving somewhere else, whatever. You still disable their account usually even before they leave the building right yeah and also don't share credentials yeah right do not because if i know don's login don knows mine we could easily log in as each other and do all sorts of horrible stuff and then you have to triage that and figure out was this really don or was it daniel with don's creds yeah we want to avoid those situations so well unless it's it's a spur of the moment thing too i mean it should be notified ahead of the termination usually right. i would get like back when i worked as a sysadmin they would call hr would call me and say hey we're getting ready to terminate somebody yeah please go ahead and disable their accounts and then they would move forward with the termination or whatever yeah, right it's like office space where we fix yeah. the problem yeah we fix the problem now the challenge here was it's a pretty small company yeah yeah and the dad was the director of maintenance for the airport, he, he was likely the one in charge of that software. Right. And so he can't really notify them in advance. And then once he was terminated, <laughs> they probably didn't know how to go in and do yeah. it. So I'm going to need you to terminate an account. Which one? Yours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Show, show me how you did that, too, yeah. so I can write that down. Uh, what a mess. Well, I should go back and mention uh, we were giving you know legal opinions. Don't trust us. No, no, no. Yeah, that. what do we know? The law firm. We're from Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Do we cheat them right? Yeah. Yeah. Do we cheat them in how? Oh, I miss the uh, uh, click and clack. Yeah, <laughs> click and clack. Tap it, brothers. Uh, all right, we've got a few things coming up here from the old IT Pro TV. First of all, there is a free weekend coming up October 23rd and 24th. Is that this weekend? That's this weekend, uh, where we are doing security uh, courses that are available for free. We've got CompTIA Security Plus. We've got CEH, uh, the, the new one there, CompTIA um, CISA Plus, and CISSP, all available for free this weekend at IT Pro TV. No credit card required. Just create a free account, and you are set to go on, on Friday uh, Friday evening. That'll get started and, go, and take you through Sunday. So uh, check those out. Great way to... Uh, try out some new courses and, and see what's available from IT Pro TV. Also, we've got a webinar coming up that is Thursday, October 28th. It is Cybersecurity Incident Response for Small to Mid-Sized Businesses, Avoiding the Nightmare on Main Street. Mm. And uh, we may Sounds have ominous. yeah some, uh, some cameos from people who make nightmares on streets. Uh, <laughs> I think I've said I really enough. like the way you put that. Yeah, I think I've yeah. said enough. Yeah, you talking about those windshield wiper guys? Exactly. <laughs> those guys a nightmare. I've already done it. Pay up. <laughs> and, and traffic. Yeah, traffic backs up. Uh, but head over to itpro.tv/webinars. You can sign up for that one. You can check out all of the past webinars that are available on demand uh, to check out as well. But that is the next one coming up. And while you're on the internet, head over to technator.com. There's a big orange button in the upper right hand corner that says. Uh, sponsored by IT Pro TV, you can click on that and get a 30% off coupon code for the lifetime of your personal membership to IT Pro TV. And you can also request a demo uh, of all the features available to Teams uh, 
and get a team trial as well. That's uh, all over there at technado.com along with uh, our viewer submitted mail area. We've got um, all the, the latest episodes you can subscribe and, and watch there and even some swag you can purchase. So all over there at technado.com. Check that out. All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Uh, this one this one seemed easier than normal today. Mm. I don't know why. Can't it was fun. On it. Really enjoyed talking about all the laptop stuff, actually. Yeah. I normally yeah. don't really yeah, care just about that stuff. But pissed me off. Today was interesting. Yeah. It just pissed me off. I just got a new laptop, and then here's here's the better one. <laughs> yeah. And then here's another better one that you can put your own parts in and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Here's one that raises the dead. <laughs> oh, man. That might cool. not be true. Yeah, we'll find out. It gets hot enough. I'll yeah. Do it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, safe travels, Don. Yep, yep. I'm heading off to a conference to give an in-person talk, which I haven't done in a little while, so that'll be fun. And then I'll be back for next week. That's that's interesting to go out and see people. Yeah, I've done people. That a little bit. It sounds They're dumb. out there. <laughs> They're out there. All right, well, thank you so much for watching. We'll see you all next week right here on TechNado with Tom Pizzette.